This is She Said, She Said podcast. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've spent my entire career as an advocate, connector, problem solver, and master communicator at the highest levels of government and corporate America. I'm also a mom and a master juggler in a dual career household. Like so many of you, I wear a lot of hats and I have a lot of jobs. With She Said, She Said podcast, I'm sharing what I've learned that's helped me, and more importantly, I'm drawing additional perspective from a broad range of women who are creating opportunities for themselves and others. Their stories hold incredible advice and perspective about common challenges and the best ways to tackle them. My goal is to leave the world a little better than I found it. This podcast is one piece of that puzzle for me. I know your time is precious, and it can be hard to take time out for yourself, but stick around. I think you'll find this investment in you well worth it. Hi friends, happy November and happy election week. Today, rather than dive into the political fray, I want to talk about an element of women's leadership development that I think is often overlooked, but that is critically important. One of the reasons why I started She Said, She Said podcast was to create a platform where a broader range of voices and perspectives could be heard. If you are a regular listener to this podcast, and I sure hope that you are, you're likely here because you appreciate and you've been looking for this breadth of perspective. Now, I'm a conservative, as you probably know, but one of the things that differentiates this podcast is that I'm willing to talk to women who I know have a different point of view from my own. Most of these conversations are not explicitly political at all, but if you ask the women who have joined me here, they would likely tell you that they sit left, right, and center politically speaking. Rather than politics, the common thread with my guests is that they are women whose ideas and thoughtful perspective provide insight that is helpful and I believe often inspiring. They take a positive approach to life and to engaging with others, and they have something to share that I think we can all learn from. Each of these women is leading in ways that are unique to her, but that brings value to others. It's an area of shared passion, and it's one on which I think most all of us can agree. Last week, in speaking to a group of college women who are part of a Network of Enlightened Women chapter, I was asked, how do you engage with individuals who have a different point of view? That question provided the perfect muse for today's post. Engaging with those who think differently or with those who have a different political point of view is challenging. And in many ways, the lack of tolerance for diversity of thought, especially on college campuses, is really ground zero for a phenomenon that I believe is doing incredible harm to women and to goals aimed at seeing more women in positions of leadership and power. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Learning to debate and discuss issues civilly and to seek areas of common ground and learning to disagree with integrity, those are skills and they require practice. They also are important elements needed to increase women's engagement politically and otherwise. It's important whether you're running for office, 
seeking the C-suite, chairing the school board, or advocating for changes in your own neighborhood. When we, women and men, are discouraged from learning how to debate issues and are not given a place, especially on university campuses, where we can learn to do so respectfully, it has a bearing on our ability to build the confidence needed to debate and ultimately find common ground. It also contributes to pushing us further apart, but that's another topic we'll talk about another day. One way to counter this is by building relationships with those who have a different point of view. I've mentioned to you all before, I worked in and around politics for three decades. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of all of that. But one really important thing I learned is the value that comes from developing relationships that cross the political divide. I'm reminded of a good friend who doesn't share my political affiliation, who took to social media in my defense a couple of years ago. She did so not because she agrees with my politics or even agreed with the issue at hand, but because she's my friend. The reality is she and I agree on a lot, but we disagree on many issues too. But because we had invested time and energy in working together and building a relationship around areas of agreement, it meant that I had a powerful ally in someone from the opposite party. I think about this a lot when I'm asked how to pick mentors and personal advisors or how best to build your personal board of directors or your kitchen cabinet. I always say it's important to cast a wide net and not overlook the importance of engaging folks who have a different point of view, ideologically speaking. Their perspective, because it's different from your own, will make you smarter and give you insights that you wouldn't otherwise have. Diversity matters, but it must include diversity of thought and opinion. We benefit the most when our views are not constantly echoed, but are challenged in a manner that's thoughtful and that yields real learning and understanding. Perhaps most importantly, having that constructive exchange actually teaches us how to make stronger, better reasoned arguments, and it helps us become better problem solvers. If I know anything about building confidence, it's that preparation and practice are essential. That tends to be especially true for women who value, oftentimes more than men, the importance of being prepared. When we don't seek opportunities to practice this skill, we don't develop the comfort or the effectiveness. And as a result, we may be less inclined to engage at all or to take smart, calculated risks. I'm a big fan of organizations like the Network of Enlightened Women that just celebrated its 16th anniversary, as well as Running Start and the Policy Circle, where I serve as a board director. Each of these organizations is helping women increase their confidence by learning how to disagree and debate respectfully, which also increases the likelihood that they will engage on issues, take risks, write letters to the editor, run for office, and much, much more. The founders of each of these organizations have actually joined me in earlier conversations on She Said, She Said podcast, so I'll include links to those conversations in the show notes for this episode. Friends, I know reaching common ground can be incredibly hard. 
But I also believe it's an essential component needed to fully empower women. And it also happens to be essential for the future of democracy. So it is truly a win-win. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic or any other topic. So please send me an email through the website or via Instagram. You'll find me at Laura Cox Kaplan or at She Said, She Said Podcast. Next week, I hope you'll join me as my guest will be Adriana Kerrig, who is the CEO and founder of The Little Words Project. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen her amazing bracelets, including my customized She Said bracelet. We'll talk about how Adriana's working to tackle bullying, why she created this concept, and the impact that she hopes to have. Until then, have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Please go on iTunes and leave us a review. It really, really helps us move up the charts. Also, if you haven't had a chance, please be sure to subscribe and share us with your friends. I am grateful, as always, that you've taken the time to listen to this podcast and hopefully find it a great investment in yourself. This really is all about creating opportunities for ourselves and opportunities for others. And I am always, always so grateful to have you here. Take care and I'll see you next week.